I'm just going to do a quick recording. Yes, I know I say that a lot. <laughs> and then it turns out to be half an hour. Uh, and it's just because uh, I say that, I think, because I get triggered with a, uh, or inspired, or in a little epiphany or whatever, with an idea, and then I just hit the record button and talk about it. I don't think about it. The events that are happening, the first one, let's say, being Epstein. And there have been things before that, leading up, getting bigger and bigger. Second one, let's say, being the virus. The Let's say the first one being a, uh, a growth, a very exponential growth of awakening insight and, and information. Things like uh, the dark night of the soul, people waking up, the Mandela effect, multidimensional reality, the changes in in uh, in the level of awareness that something's going on the political side I mean that's another one uh, we could go back to that too the, the election in the United States these events polarize consciousness and so we're going through a series of events that are continuing to polarize consciousness in other words position consciousness at a frequency in a collective or at a collective level strength when you think about what happened with 911 and it aligned consciousness in such a way that we had some pretty big reality shifts this is what i'm talking about so the virus is aligning people with their thoughts and feelings and beliefs in different polarities in different uh, frequencies and this is causing i don't want to call it subcollectives as as though there are collectives under collectives but uh, segments of collectives to shift and align based on the free choice. So the virus is doing that, and I'm seeing shifts. I'm seeing reality changes, and I would be sharing those changes with uh, many of you and other people. But they're still overlapping to some extent until they're not. So as we move forward to the next polarizing event which is uh gonna go it's gonna be stronger more core level i suppose um it's just gonna be more and more intense so going back to the list i was making up i should have made a list but let's say um the election to uh which was definitely a polarizing event i mean it was global political or a global um polarity and then the revealing of truth about the mainstream media, about politics, about uh, globalism and climate change further and just different things. Then to the awakening and um, signs of change and, and shifting reality. And then to... Uh, the revealing of deeper corruption like Epstein and then and the mainstream media, which came out with the election as well. But And then, um, yeah, I mean, the child trafficking. The, the, I don't want to say all the words, I guess. I, I don't really give a shit. I'm so, <laughs> so shadow banned, it doesn't matter. But the pizza stuff and the, all that kind of stuff. And then here we are with the, the virus. And then what's next? I mean, we're, we're going deeper and deeper from the surface and in, into the core. Uh, 
you know, I haven't watched a movie. It came out in the last month. I saw it. I'll, I'll put a link up to it, but I was blown away. Once again, here it is. We come to understand the, uh, the sort of truth or higher level perspective awareness, conscious awareness of things is a movie, a full length movie about the fall of the cabal. I'll put, I'll link it under this and how every industry is going to decentralize here I'm thinking once again, wow, we're on the sort of cutting edge of information. We know it's coming. It's really amazing. And we're going to be able to help people get through this as they begin to wake up as these events roll out, only to find out there's a mainstream movie. I'm talking mainstream movie about the fall of the cabal and the decentralizing of all industries. And I don't know that I want to watch it. My head is, I just, I don't need the drama. As somebody wrote interestingly on one of the previous videos to do about the coronavirus, I don't read anything about it. I don't follow it. I don't check to see how many people are dying or sick from it. I know nothing about it. I know probably less than most people know about it. And it's a, uh, it's just so, I don't know, polarizing. It's just one of those things that I'm not afraid of. I don't give a rat's ass about it at all. Nothing. If I got sick today, I wouldn't even give a shit. I would know that I would just get better. I would shake it off because it's the wrong frequency. It, it just can't get to that point where I'm going to die from it. I don't think a lot of people are going to die. I have heard and I believe intuitively that this is just a weak flu, that there's very little to it, that the social distance, distancing, which I've heard a new term, it's really interesting, is just another way to separate people, to make people afraid of each other, divide and conquer in a sense, or for the mainstream media. I mean, can you imagine the board meeting that went on for that, uh, for the mainstream media to start putting that bullshit term out there, social separating and or get it into governments or whatever it was, the plan was. I mean, you just, it's unbelievable. And I, did, I wasn't aware of it, but when I did go to get groceries, I see a lady standing 10 feet behind me as I'm looking at salad stuff. And I'm saying, come on over. I'm, you know, I'll move out of the way here a bit. And she shook her head. And then I, I thought, well, I'm not sure what's going on, but I'll get out of the way. So I said, come on over. And she goes, no, there's a certain safe distance, and I'll go there when you're finished. I said, well, I'm finished. Come on over. I'm going to go. And I'm blown away. It's like, what do you, really? If anything, the amount of light I carry would put you in a higher vibrational state of being, and you'd be less likely to get sick. But congratulations on missing that opportunity. And I did. We did cross, cross path, paths in the aisle. As I was buying more things, she had to come within half a foot of me. You know, so it was just all for nothing anyway. And then other people wearing the masks, you know what I mean? The big tough guys wearing the masks. Different people, I'm thinking, come on. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, I don't know. I guess because I see it, I'm not, I'm being judgmental, but I was just seeing the incredible amount of fear. In other words, the truth of people's coming out and it's kind of blowing me away. Uh, I was just, I, I was never like that. And yeah, and I was just never like that. I mean, honest to God, I was just never like that. Um, I think light workers are, they're just not, you know, they're, they're, uh, there's something about light workers where they're just not going to back off because it's dangerous. I think it's, uh, it's something we learned over many lifetimes and it's not dangerous. I don't see it as dangerous. So it's not an act of bravery or anything. I see it as, as annoying, I think, because it's showing me the truth of people that I, I just don't want to fucking know that kind of truth. 
you know, uh, it's kind of harsh. <laughs> anyway, I, I just don't want to see the level of fear in people because I don't see the same thing. And it shows, it's, I don't know, I guess it's bringing things to light that I just chose to, uh, to ignore. Because if you realize you live in a world filled with fearful people, the last place you'd want to be is really part of it. You'd want to be out on your own because when the shit hits the fan, you've got, a, you've got chaos. Just like uh, I was talking about the 911 um, drama that went down in Whitehorse, Yukon, of all places, in the middle of nowhere, thousands of miles away from, you know, where things happened, where things went down. And people were still acting crazy, running around, ripping through the streetlights and stuff like that. It was bizarre. Anyway, um, so I just wanted to, I wanted to get that point across. A couple of things. I don't know if this is the right time to read an email. Maybe I will. I'll just read an email in a bit. Somebody wrote and asked me to share. Um, I just wanted to get the point across that you're aligning your frequency with the version of reality that you're choosing by your free choice to align your frequency with uh, one collective or opinion or uh, perspective over another. And these events and things are going to roll out. You know, I keep thinking there should be one last recording I put up, but there won't be, I don't think. And it's, to understand, it's going to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. I mean, you can't shock everybody with the worst version of everything. I mean, it would just be total chaos. So this is a gradual separation of frequency, pushing us further and further apart. And this is it. There is no question. This is it. 2020, the storm. What's next? What could it be? I thought about it. What's required? Why would we, why would coronavirus... Um, be needed to set the stage for what's about to happen. You know, it's getting us locked down. It's getting us, uh, it's getting, it's aligning us. It's getting us to step into the sort of the first few doors are the first, the initial doors of choice. What train are you getting on? What frequency are you embodying? Um, it's like purging in a sense. You get a chance to adjust to it. Let's say the fear of the coronavirus. And I'm not saying it doesn't pop up from time to time. It used to, I guess, a little bit as to, well, sh what should we be doing? We have a child. Like, what, what, what is it we should be doing? And I in intuitively understand there is nowhere you're going to hide. You could be in the deepest bunker or, you know, be flying in the airplane permanently, uh, being refueled in the air, and you're still going to get on the train that is resonating in your heart, that is, that is the frequency that you hold within because you'll be on a different earth. And when you land that plane or come out of the bunker, you're welcome to your reality. Uh, to, to the reflection of your reality. So I suspect we will see many different Mandela effects, many different major shifts. I see a different earth today. I woke up. I feel it. Uh, the, the sky is also overcast entirely, which means it's like a big cloak of some kind for one reason or another. I don't know exactly, but for the general public, I get the intuitive feeling that when the sky goes from crystal clear one day to completely cover the next or vice versa, that we're dealing with some kind of uh, a cloak and it sounds paranoid or something, but it isn't because I don't give a shit about it either. I just get the sense that that's what's going on because when it disappears and you're back to crystal clear skies, things are different again. Um, sometimes I get the sense that we're, we're in an in-between holodeck where I'll look outside and I, and we had that yes, last night, no, the night before last perfect stillness. An absolute stillness, not a drop of wind, not a drop of rain, not an animal chirping, not a single noise, no frog croaking in the background. Everything is just dead quiet, as though somebody forgot to put the background noise in. 
And I saw that in the Yukon in 2016. I heard it. I experienced it. It was just times when it felt like we were in an in-between stage of reality uh, of Earths or whatever. And so sometimes I would think, well, we're just being shifted somehow. Um, but I also understand it's just a frequency. Consciousness doesn't need a spaceship. It just needs to tune in a new version of reality. But we occupy many different planets at the same time. And uh, we get the overall view based on, um, I suppose, like an average or centering balance of emotional our emotional state of being. Uh, anyway, let me read the email and see where it goes from here. Let's see here. I haven't, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm reading all of it here. I just, I can't remember exactly. Um, before that, hope I didn't. Oh, yeah. Give me one second here. Uh, yeah, okay, that must be it, too. And before that one. It's got to be after that. weird. Okay, so yesterday I asked my higher self for help and he replied with two words, self-love and self-forgiveness. So yesterday I worked hard on learning these two things, accepting them and applying them into my new reality. Had a talk today with my higher self asking for guidance and why I still hold past anger within, since I'm now working with love and forgiveness. It only took him about an hour to guide me in the right direction. To be honest, he was nudging me that whole time until my thoughts finally hit the target. Ding, 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 round two with Dark Knight of the Soul. But this time it's different. I went to my path, the one I visualize while on my journey. I see me standing there, and I knew what this me represents, <clears throat> my subconscious mind. I was so ashamed the moment I saw her, I knew instantly that my thoughts, that the subconscious mind was the ego, was so far from the truth. Ego is just the role that we play, our personality. The me that looks exactly as I do now is no ego. She is the pain the suffering, the thoughts and feelings I keep pushing to the back of my mind so I wouldn't have to face them. She is the subconscious mind that has spent my whole life trying to get my attention so I can face the, my pain and have closure in my life in order to see her. I first had to know what self-love and self-forgiveness was. I had to learn to allow them into my life. Work was boring today, so I brought up a document to edit while I consciously spent time with and there's a name here, I just don't want to get too personal. The subconscious me. I'm going to call her mini-me, so you know when I talk about her. We talked about a few, we talked for a few minutes, and not once could I make eye contact with her. I felt awful for the pain I pushed onto her, because I was never taught how to heal pain in order to find closure. She helped me to find full closure with 
and without getting personal, people passing away, family, things that happened, losses and pain, things that went deep. And she helped me find full closure for one of the deeper pains, one of the deeper painful experiences at a young age. When each person was healed from my past, Minnie-Me and myself hugged and held hands. She's my new best friend, LOL. We spent about four hours with loving forgiveness, hugging the people I needed full, full closure on and saying my goodbye to them. Minnie-Me said to me that memories of the past and future are nothing more than the subconscious mind trying to get our attention and to be spoken to in the meditation, in meditation. Just as we need to heal our inner child, we also need to remove the pain and burdens that we have placed onto the shoulders of our subconscious mind. Why the hell doesn't anyone write about this necessity? Everyone talks about the subconscious being ego. It is not. I had to learn the hard way. I was so upset that my mind was still bothering me. Nowhere could I find the right answer on how to find the peace that I spent most of my adult life looking for. My higher self had to guide me to the answer. He practically had to drag me in front of mini-me for me to realize what needed to be done. Sigh. Please talk about this on one of your podcasts on YouTube. People need to know that they need to find and talk with their subconsciousness. If you can't see yourself standing in front of you, then go look for it. It helps. I feel so much freer than ever before. Granted, I still have a long way to go before my subconscious mind is healed, but every step I take with the aid of mini-me will bring me closer to being fully healed. Please, if you can, spread the word. My mind is less active now, so I know that being with mini-me is exactly where I need to be. Oh, she isn't really a form of the dark night. It's like it, though, only nicer. I get to do the talking after she brings forth what I need full closure from. I leave that part up to her. After all, she spent my whole adult life trying to get my attention, so the least I can do for her is let her lead the way. And that's about it for tonight. And I just wanted to say, the subconscious mind holds all kinds of things. It holds the vibration of karma and soul plan. It holds the core frequencies that we need to let go. And how do you do that if it's subconscious? We have to find peace in your heart to overwrite the program. You have to, by free choice, release the karma. And you have to get rid of the soul plan. You're starting new. You've done everything that you needed to do to wake up. I just had to pause there for a second. Uh, so I've got to figure out where I was here. Um, you're, yeah, you're stepping into a new into a new reality, a new world, <clears throat> based on the frequency you decide to hold within. What train are you getting on is the frequency that you hold inside at your state of being. So when something arises, we've been through dark night of the soul many times. It comes and it goes. We purge, we release, we find balance. We go through it again and again and again. And now we're going through the physical manifestation of the purging. So earth is a reflection of human consciousness. It is, it is our reality. It is a reflection of us. And Earth has gone through its energetic, energetic changes, and now it's physically manifesting. So all those things we were expecting, oh, look, there should be earthquakes, or there should be this or that, these changes in Earth, well, they're coming physically this year. 
just as we are changing our lives and our structures and society and systems, centralized control are changing this year physically, energetically, the work has been done. So when you're looking at the subconscious, essentially your things will come up in dreams. It'll come up uh, in real life. The way that you respond to life is the way that you are going in your state of being. It's where it's the direction that you're taking yourself at a core level. So to heal means to means to find a state of neutrality, trust. Uh, it means to find surrender, faith, and to realize that it takes each one of us to, as master, as a teacher and student, to expand the collective consciousness through our own expansion of consciousness individually, our free choice. To have the experiences that we have is the process of expanding consciousness, is the process of expanding collective consciousness. But the collective consciousness is breaking into uh, new segments because it's not sharing space anymore. Some are staying in fear, some are staying, are heading off to complete a reset, start over, back to source and start it all over again. And some people are moving into higher frequency awareness, into the multidimensional uh, side of reality. And it takes more responsibility to be there. The technology is different. Consciousness becomes a focus of technology. It's uh, multidimensional or quantum mechanics, things like that. And so we must embody more responsibility. We have to come from the heart. You can't sit there and start wielding the power of, um, of higher conscious awareness if you're in fear. It doesn't work anyway. It's physics. The physics is impossible. You will not be able to be in that field of consciousness at that at that uh, frequency of um, higher technology, higher awareness, if you don't embody it, it's, it's impossible. It's like saying I'm going to tune in a station that is outside the spectrum of my radio. <coughs> I can't do it. It won't work. So I'm going to, yeah, I don't want to make this too long. I just wanted to talk about those things, share that email, uh, understand that, you know, it's just writing a comment. All of the, you can take and judge any person or group of people any way you want. But it takes all of us in order to do this. It's uh, how we, it's how we um, come into unity consciousness, have compassion. It's about, the, uh, it's about uniting uh, rather than uh, separation. So, you know, it, it's hard to explain. Anyway, for whatever reason, sometimes I can just, it, it'll just flow and sometimes it won't. But essentially what I'm saying is you can have a world full of priests and then you're not going to go anywhere. And you can have a world full of... Um, doers or thinkers and it's nothing's going to happen you have to have everybody to do this we all play a role this is how we expand consciousness we all have to have these variables that are each other in order to have the experiences to uh, expand consciousness and it's coming into higher conscious awareness where we drop the fear of the different segments or different perspectives of reality the different people and we come into unity and uh, align and so we're aligning we're aligning as as a functional workable uh, as functional workable segments of collective consciousness um, yeah to carry on so ahead of us this gets more intense your job is to stay in either neutrality non-fear compassion and be there for others who need to hear uh, some wisdom, some truth, 
And this could go back to the dreams that Adina was having about um, just an absolute... It's one of the, you know, the dreams where, or the, the sort of fantasies where you feel like, boy, if just modern day would just fall apart and, and here you are, you're just sort of free from all the rules and regulations and things like that. And, you know, that's how I want to feel. I want to feel like we're, we've broken out of the system to such an extent that we have no choice but to create a new system. And the new system will come from um, community. It'll have no choice because it won't be a globalist system and there won't be a sort of a local big government system. It'll have to be systems that f finally realize they have to depend on themselves. Like I said before, seeing the fear come out of people and watching <clears throat> people in my community sort of go nuts, it tells you that it's all an illusion anyway. If the shit hit the fan, the only person to be able to take care of you is you. Uh, in that sense, and this is where survivalist mentality comes from, but what's happening is we're moving into a frequency of consciousness where it's the communities that will come together, the people in the communities will come together to get through this. That's where we need to be, and that's the attitude we need to have and the trust we need to have um, because there's nowhere to hide in this. There's nothing, no right move uh, to make that's going to protect you from what it is that we need to go through anyway. You want to go through this, so be brave. And uh, stay in the now. People are finding, and I'll just wrap it up with this, people are seeing that these seeming, seemingly disasters, these, these things that are happening, are bringing people together, whether it's the fires or the coronavirus or whatever it might be that's coming up. It's getting people to, uh, it's bringing out the best in people. People are helping each other. So look for the best, see that in everything because it's what you put your focus of consciousness on that you're going to get. Like this, i got to remember to put that link to the Follow the Cabal. I haven't watched it. I probably won't watch it. But that doesn't change the fact that it blew my mind with what it said. I've got to go find the webpage, actually, because that's where I found it. And, uh, and it's just the words that were written there. I'm not into the drama. I don't want the conspiracy. I already know the Cabal is falling apart. So there's not much I really want to learn there, because right now this is about a focus of balance, internal harmony. And, um, and being that uh, anchor of frequency on the planet. Not about doing, it's about being that anchor. And we will do when we're called to do. And, uh, and we'll go from there. So I'm going to leave it at that, and I will talk to you later.